Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. In Alhamdulillah. نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مدل له ومن يدلله فلا هادي له أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمد عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون all praise is due to Allah, we praise Him, we seek for His assistance and forgiveness and we seek refuge with Him from evils of our souls and our misdeeds. No one can mislead whosoever Allah guides and no one can be guided whosoever Allah causes to go astray. I testify that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah alone. He has no partner. I also testify that Muhammad wasallam is his slave and the last messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May the peace and the blessings of Allah be upon our Prophet Muhammad wasallam, his family, his companions, and all those that will follow him and have followed him in the righteousness until the day of judgment. O you who believe, fear Allah as he should be feared, and die not except in the state of Islam with complete submission to Allah. My dear brothers and sisters, today the topic I wanted to talk about is about leadership. What does it mean to be a leader? And how can we reflect on this? And how can we learn from this? How can we apply it within ourselves? And how can we get a better understanding of what it means to be a leader? How the Islamic personality builds the characteristics of a leader. Whether it's a leadership within ourselves, whether it's a leadership when we interact with other people in our society, or whether it's the leadership at the national level, at the ruling level. So I've broken this khutbah into three different parts, these three different types of leaderships. And inshallah we will take a look, closer look at these. And when we do look at them, we see that almost all three of these are non-existent. They're non-existent from an Islamic point of view. When we're talking about leading within our communities, within our families, Islam is slowly disappearing. We're slowly not giving our families, our communities Islam. Whether it's in our ruling, and our leadership, in our government, we see that Islam is completely separated. And then we see within ourselves also, we are slowly losing the connection we have with Islam. Why is this happening? It is because we have abandoned Islam. It is because we have forgotten what Islam says. So we have to look at what the Quran says. And inshallah we will. So first thing first, what does it mean to be a leader? In its simplest terms, to lead means to take initiative in an action or set an example for others to follow or set a guide. As Muslims, we are all leaders in some aspects or in others. It is mentioned by Muhammad wasallam in one of his hadiths, كُلُّكُمْ رَائِنْ وَكُلُّكُمْ مَسْؤُولٌ That all of you are shepherds and each of you will be asked concerning his flock. So what is the Prophet saying here? 
He is saying that all of us, we are responsible for something. That all of us, we have some duties. Whether it's controlling ourselves, whether it's controlling or setting an example for our families or for our friends or anyone in our society, we have to guide them, right? We will be responsible for them. This is the da'wah. So when it comes to yourself, how do you lead yourself? How do you make sure that you are on the right path? How do you make sure that you're on Sirat al-Mustaqim? How do you fear Allah as He should be feared? How do you have this taqwa? How do you have the fear of the akhirah? We always say this ayah in the khutbah, Ya ayyuhalladheena amunu attaqullaha haqqa tuqati wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun We say this ayah almost every khutbah. We say that we should Allah, fear Allah as He should be feared and die not except in the state of Islam. But does this ayah, does it really affect us? Does it influence us in everyday actions? What are we saying when we say La ilaha illallah? We say that there is no God except Allah. He is our Lord. So if He is our Lord, why do we choose to ignore some of His commands? Why do we think that some of His commands do not apply to us? When we say Muhammad Rasulullah, why do we take other people as role models, as examples other than Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? And this, is, this taqwa it does not come right away. It's not going to magically come to you one day. You just think about it enough and khalas, you get the taqwa. That's not how this works. There's lots of Muslim leaders like Bashar or anyone else that will say these same words but they will continue to torture the Muslims. So saying them is one thing. Saying these words is one thing. But to live by them is completely different. You have to go deep in your aqidah. And you have to understand it completely that you submit to Allah 100% of yourself. And you have no choice because we know, what the, we know what we want at the end. We want Jannah. We want to enter paradise. And this life is a test. And we know the rules. So we have to abide by them if we want to do well in this test. And we want the final reward. Taqwa is not something that you have in your mind like I said. Rather, it's a, belief, it's a mentality that affects you in everyday life and drives you to live in a very specific manner in order to please Allah Azawajal alone. The time when Umar ibn al-Khattab, he asked Ubay ibn Kab, how would you describe taqwa? And he said to Umar, have you ever walked through a thorny path wearing long, low, loose, flowing clothes? Umar said yes, and Ubay asked, what did you do? Umar said, I wrapped the garment tightly around my skin so that the thorns may not, may not touch, me, touch me and rip my clothes. And I walked carefully along this path. Ubay replied, this is taqwa. Brothers and sisters, this taqwa, this will take us to Jannah inshaAllah. And we need to lead ourselves. We need to find the right path. It's like you're driving a car, right? And... When you drive a car, you don't just break all the rules, you abide by them. This car is your life. You are the driver, you are leading. Your end goal is Jannah. So you have to play by the rules. So let's strive for the best and lead ourselves to be the best Muslims, the best Ummah. The best Ummah that Allah promised us. Kuntum khayra ummatin ukhrijat nas. You are the best nation produced as an example for mankind. And you enjoin what is right and forbid what is evil. So the next time before you skip the next salah, next time 
you get involved in riba-based loans. Next time you drink, next time you take drugs, next time you do anything that Allah has forbidden us from, come to the realization that one day Allah will hold us accountable. And I know it's challenging, but we have to control ourselves for the sake of Allah, for the pleasure of Allah. And you know, lots of people will say, no, 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 brother, I'll stop when I get that iman. No, 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 brother, I'll start praying when my iman is stronger. I'll wear hijab when my iman is stronger. What does Allah say in the Quran about this? Allah says, وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ زَادَتْهُمْ imana." You recite the ayahs of Allah Every time you get one ayah, you follow that ayah and your iman will increase. Today we do it backwards. We say my iman will grow first, then I will do something. Allah says, Allah says that we have to implement the ayahs. We have to say the ayahs. We have to live by the ayahs and then our iman will get stronger. Because no matter when you start praying, no matter when you start wearing hijab, no matter when you do anything that Allah has for, when you stop doing anything that Allah has forbidden us from or do anything that Allah has commanded us to do, it will be a struggle. That is the nature of this life. It will always be a struggle. But how do you get stronger? Allah tells us how you get stronger. This is not advice from me. This is not advice from anyone else. This is advice from your Creator. So really my beloved Muslim brothers and sisters, we have to lead ourselves. We have to take this initiative within ourselves because you know, no one is going to hold our hands and take us through every step of life. On Yawm Al-Akhirah, we will, we will be alone. We will be worried about ourselves, not about anyone else. So we have to take this initiative by ourselves. Allah has provided us with the greatest guidance. The guidance of Muhammad Wasallam in the Qur'an. There's nothing else that we need. If we want success, we have to chase it. Success will not chase us. We have to strive for this success, this success regardless of what calamities, what struggle comes with it. What does Allah promise us? He promises us, if we walk to Him, He will run to us. So no matter what we're going through, always remember that we have to hold on to the rope of Allah. And Allah tells us, الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ That on this day, I've perfected your deen, I've completed your deen for you. So there's nothing that's left unanswered, absolutely nothing. Any concern that you have in this life, anything that that you may struggle with, anything that you face, Allah has set everything in order, Allah has set everything up perfectly. Right, so we have to look for this, it's not gonna always come to us, we have to strive for this. So this covers the first concept of one's own and self-leadership. The second idea was the leadership amongst our society, the leadership that we must carry in our communities. The leadership that has to do with the interactions with others. And we cannot ignore this. Islam does not, Islam does not allow one to just isolate himself and do all his ibadah in the corner and he is good. Islam has given us a certain type of way to lead. When we are amongst people or certain type of, or when we are supposed, we're supposed to lead when we are amongst certain type of people. We're supposed to lead our families in a certain way. At work, if we're the boss or the manager, Rasulullah he said something that we should apply. He said, pay the worker before his sweat has dried up. This shows us the importance of this, that we cannot abuse our workers, right? 
So anyone who's, le- who's leading a team or leading a group or people, we should be fair with them. We should remember what Islam says. A lot of us in here are parents, right? If not, I'm sure inshallah one day we will be parents, right? What kind of a parent do you want to be? As a parent, you have to lead with Islam. You have to lead your family and your kids with Islam. How do you expect your kids to pray and be good Muslims if you do not set the example for them? How do you expect your kids to not be involved in riba if you are involved in it? How do you expect your kids to wear hijab if you do not wear it? You see, we have to set examples for them. The kids, they look up to their parents. All the time they look up to their parents. They want to be like their fathers and their mothers. But we have to take the initiative in our family. We have to tell them what is halal, what is haram. We have to guide them at all times. Because we want to lead them to success. We want to lead them to Jannah. And without this leadership, the family structure will be completely disorganized. We want our kids to carry this deen one day, right? We want them to be proud Muslims. And we must do exactly that if we want them to be that. We must set the bar high. We cannot practice individual Islam in ourselves and khalas. We have to share this deen. We have to spread this deen. Within our societies, within our families, within our friends. Al-Mu'minu Miratu Mu'min. The believer is a mirror of another believer. So you don't ignore one another. You should help one another. You should help lead and push each other to success. And we know the story when one day Allah Azza wa Jal, He decided to destroy this village. Why did He decide to destroy this village? He said, He commanded one of His angels, one of His malaks. He said, Go there and destroy this village. The malak said, Ya Allah, in this village there is one person who is a very good, beautiful, beautiful worshipper of you. What does Allah say about this? Allah says, Start with him. Start with that person. Why? The angel goes, Ya Allah, why? Allah says, because he was selfish. Because he did not care to push the other peoples in his society. The iman he had in his heart, it was just within himself. He did not take it to anyone else. So Allah says, start with him and destroy the village. You see how important it is to carry this da'wah. And to reach as many people as possible. And to never stop the deen of Islam. So this covers the topic of being a leader in our families, in our societies. The last thing that you have left is the leadership in our governance. And for this, I want to share a story with you guys. In Mecca, there was an incident happening. The Quraysh had captured one of the Sahaba, Khubayb ibn Aday. And they were going to publicly kill him. They were going to publicly execute him. And they made an event. They invited people from all over. And before his death, the, Khubay, uh, the Quraysh, they asked Khubayb, Ya Khubayb, would you rather be home with your family safe? And would you rather be Muhammad in your place? He said the famous words, never. Never, rather, rather I would not want to see Muhammad Rasulullah be pricked by a thorn. This is the type of iman, the response that comes out when you are a leader within yourself. When you remain steadfast. And right before they executed him, he said, 
I have no concern as I am being killed as a Muslim in the way of Allah who will be my fatality. And in that, should He will grant blessings upon my cut limbs. This is how He died. Now, like I said, the Quraysh, they invited people from all over Mecca, right? Or around the surrounding tribes. And from this people, there was, from the thousands of people, there was a man by the name of Sayyid ibn Amir al-Jumahi. And he watched as the Quraysh, they plunged spears into the body of Khubayb and they ripped his guts open. He watched and he didn't do anything. Later on, he became a Muslim. And in the time of Umar ibn al-Khattab, when he was the ruler, he was assigned as wali, as governor in the region of Homs, in the region of Al-Sham. The people of Homs, they made a complaint to Umar and they said, Ya Umar, um, we have some complaints we have to make about Sayyid ibn Amir. So Umar, as a good leader, he brought the people. He was holding Sayyid ibn Amir accountable. We don't even see this today. We, don't even, we can't even hold our rulers accountable today. So this meeting happened and Umar asked, what are your complaints? And they said, he only comes out to us when the sun is already high. Umar asked, Ya Sayyid, what do you have to say about this? Sayyid was silent for a moment and then he said, By Allah, I did not really want to say this, but there seems to be no way out. My family does not have home help, so I get up every morning and before and I prepare the bed, bread. That's the first thing I do in the morning. And then I go out to them. Then Umar says, What is your other complaint? They say, He does not answer anyone at the night. To this Sayyid says, I give them my whole day to them. I go out and I conduct their affairs, I give them any answers that they need. But in the nighttime, I leave that for Allah Then Umar asked, what is your third complaint? They said, he does not come out to us for one day in every month. To this he says, O Amirul Mu'mineen, I do not have any clothes except for the one that I'm wearing right now. This is the governor of the area. He only has one pair of clothes. And he says that one day a month, I have to wash them. And I have to wait for it to dry. That's why I cannot come out that day. Then they asked, what is your last complaint? And he said, from time to time, he blacks out in a salah. To this, Sayyid replied, I witnessed the killing of Qubayd ibn Adayl. I witnessed the killing of Qubayd ibn Adayl when I was a mushrik, and by Allah, I remember that day how I failed to come to his help. And I only think that Allah will not forgive me. This is the quality of the leadership that the Muslim Ummah once had. Subhanallah. Hulu Gali Hado Stafro Lahari Olikumali Sayyidul Muslimin, Fastafro in Nahuhal Hafur Rahim. Bismillah, Alhamdulillah was Salatu was Salam Wala Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Surely it would be our pleasure to have the likes of Sayyid ibn Amir al Jumahi or Hubayb ibn Aday or Umar ibn al Khattab to rule over us. They will lead us to the light of Islam and enjoin the right and forbid the evil. Today we see our rulers do the opposite. They lead us to the evil and forbid us from doing what is right. When it comes to responsibility or accountability, our leaders have absolutely failed us. Honestly, we've seen for the past hundred years or so, we change the face of the leaders all the time. All the time we keep changing the face of the leaders. But why is it that we still have the same problem that we had a hundred years ago? Where are the leaders of the Muslim worlds that are spending billions of dollars on their vacations? We see how the governors of the Islamic Ummah were one, one pair of clothes, always attending the problems of the Muslim Ummah. Where are they now? Spending billions of dollars on vacations? Buying all the luxurious cars and houses? 
You know, some of them, they actually might give good speeches, but look at what the policies they implement. You know, we always say change is not from saying something, it's from action. Allah in the Quran, He always says, whenever He talks about change, He says, He talks about it with action, action. A report came out recently, and it showed the total debt of Pakistan. The total debt, and 30% of it happened over the last year. And inflation rose. The poor are left with no answers. What is this? This is the leadership? This is the leadership from the person who said, I will bring you the Medina state. Is this how you bring the Medina state? Something to think about. Yeah. We don't change with words, we change with actions. What is going on with China right now, in China? With the Uyghur Muslims? How many Muslim countries have stepped up and condemned them? How many have said anything about them? Wallahi brothers, I ask you to watch a video or something and watch what they're doing to the Muslim brothers. Watch what they're going through. It'll feel like your heart just got stabbed. And what, is, what do our leaders do? They continue to sip tea with these leaders, with the kufr, and they continue to make worldly materialistic deals with them. Imagine if we had Umar ibn al-Khattab today. Would he go and have dinner and sip tea and make deals with them when they are killing the Muslims? The Muslims' blood, that is more sacred than the Holy Kaaba. Would Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam do this? Or would he stand up to this corruption? We have lost Palestine. We have lost Kashmir. We keep losing and losing. But the Muslim ummah, the leaders, they don't say anything. We congratulate Modi. We award him. What is this? You know, the Prophet, he never went to Darul Nadwa and he said, O Quraysh, O Abu Lahab, help me implement Islam. He never said that. All he did was stand up to their corruption. He did not accept support from someone who did not give him 100% authority. Zero compromise. Absolutely none. You know, we had these type of rulers in our Islamic history. The example of the Uthmani Khalifa, Abdul Hamid. What did he say about Palestine when the Jews tried to buy it? They tried to give him so much gold. He said, I'm not going to give you one inch of Palestine. Because it does not belong to me, it belongs to the Ummah. And the Ummah, they protected it with their blood to defend this land. And again, during his time, when the French were having a play in which the Prophet ﷺ was defamed, what did the same Sultan Abdul Hamid do? He summoned the French ambassador and he said, you will not, you will not perform this play. We do not accept disrespect to our religion, to our deen, to Muhammad ﷺ. The French, they got the message, so they moved this play to Britain. In Britain, the same thing Abdul Hamid said, you will not perform this play. The British ruler said, no, this is a free country, we will do whatever we want. He said, okay, if it's a free country, I'm bringing my army there right now. And the army of the Muslims at that time was pretty weak. They were very, they were very weak. But still, look at what he did. He said that if you do not stop this play immediately, I'm on my way with my army. This is the leadership qualities of the Muslims. This is the only leadership that can provide justice. And without this systematic leadership, 
it is no surprise that we are losing Islamic leadership within ourselves, within our societies, within our ummah. Rasulullah said, the best jihad is the word of justice in front of an oppressive ruler. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala alihi Muhammad kama sallayta ala Ibrahim wa ala ala Ibrahim innaka hamidu majid. Allahumma barik ala Muhammad wa ala ala Muhammad kama barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala ala Ibrahim innaka hamidu majid. Allahumma kfir lil muslimina wal muslimat wal mu'minina wal mu'minat al ahya'i minhum wal amwat innaka samiyun mujibbul da'wat. Ya Allah, we seek your favor to let our hearts be full of your gratitude and keep our tongue moist with your remembrance. Ya Allah, guide us to know what is good and benefit from what we have learned and increase our knowledge. Ya Allah, give us in this world which is, better, which is good and in the hereafter which is better and protect us from the torment of the hellfire. Ya Allah, protect our brothers and sisters suffering all over the world in China, in Sham, in Palestine, Afghanistan, Kashmir, everywhere. Ya Allah, protect them and give them patience. Ya Allah, keep them and us on the straight path. Ya Allah, unite the Muslim Ummah. Amin ya Rabbul Alameen. Rabbana la tuakhizna in nasina aw haqta'na. Rabbana wala tahmil alayna isran kama hamaltahu ala lazina min qablina. Rabbana wala tuhammilna ma la taqata la nabih. Wa'fu anna waghfir lana warhamna. Anta maulana fansurna ala al-qawmil kafirin. Inna Allah ya'muru bil-adli wal-ihsani wa ita'idhi al-kurba. Wa yanha'an al-fahshai wal-munkari wal-baghi. Ya'idhukum la'allakum tadakkurun. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sira are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.